We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, Bolt fam? As fans of Justin Herbert, you know we have a quarterback with a cannon for an arm. Unfortunately, for some other AFC West teams like the Broncos and the Raiders, their quarterbacks have little chicken wings for arms. Chargers fans, they don't have to worry about those chicken wings. The only chicken wings we associate with are the ones from Chicky Chicky Wings and Sports, the official sports bar of the Guilty as Charged podcast. Head there to watch the next Chargers game and use the promo code GUILTY to get 10% off your meal. Go get some bomb food and watch Asante Samuel Jr. pick off another pass. Again, that's guilty for 10% off. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome inside to the Guilty as Charged podcast. My name is Steven. I am the host. Joining me today is a very special guest, Mr. Sean Phillips. You might know him, of course, from the days in the Chargers. Uh, you could say the glory days if you want. I think that would be accurate. Sean, thanks for taking the time to join me, man. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Uh, I really do appreciate it. Yeah, man. Happy to uh, come on here. I know you you sent out the tweet, right? Like you, uh, you know, you inspired it. You wanted to get some of your uh, football knowledge out to the world, so. Uh, really excited to, to have a chat with you today about the Chargers and, and some of the defensive trends in the NFL. Uh, but update us, man. How is uh, retirement treating you these days? Um, it, it, it has its ups and downs. I mean, I, I, I do miss uh, getting in fights and tackling <laughs> and being physical and things like that. You don't really get to do that too much in life now. So uh, I miss that part of it. But I do uh, I, I don't miss the, you know, long days and nights of studying and preparing for games and things like that. So uh, I don't get that uh, that physical competitive juice out anymore. So that's the only thing I'm missing. Yeah, absolutely. Are are you trying to get into the into the media world a little bit? I know you said you wanted to, you know, be able to express yourself a little bit more. Is that kind of the goal here? I think so. I I really do. Everyone's like, oh, you should coach. You co- you should coach. But that's kind of like not my thing. I don't really like to coach. Mm-hmm. I like being more in the media media world, talking about football, talking about sports in general, right? Just like most. Um, just like most athletes and former athletes, they're fans of other sports and they're fans of other athletes. And, you know, everyone has an opinion about how they see things. So uh, I would like to um, explore my media presence a little bit more. Love it. Looking forward to seeing how that uh, journey pans out for you. Um, I'm really curious to get your thoughts on this uh, specific Chargers team. And then I said, like I said, we'll talk about some of the other stuff, but 
Um, what have you seen so far from uh, this Chargers team? And what do you think of what Brandon Staley, the new head coach, is doing over there? I like what he's doing over there because he has a, uh, you know, he's a leadership minded individual. You can tell he's a team first kind of guy, uh, somewhat of a. I see is obviously you got a great quarterback, obviously the, the, the secondary solid uh, Joey Bosa and those guys up, up front, you know, but the things that the negative thing, the negative things I see is, you know, they need a little bit more camaraderie, right? Like a lot mm-hmm. of guys, you know, there, there are missed assignments here, a drop pass here, uh, but that come with gelling that, that come with, you know, practice that come with off season workouts that come with um, just, you know, clicking at the right time. So I don't think um, it, the, the season's a waste. I don't think that they're, um, you know, have to call it quits or anything, right? Like it's a long season and they're out there competing and I'm sure they'll get to train back on the tracks. I mean, uh, the bottom line is winning solves everything. I think they lost two in a row, but winning solves everything. So they, they just need to get one win under their belt and, and they can just start building off of that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think the last two games have been tough, right? But, you know, the, the good thing about the NFL is that, you know, it is a marathon, as, as you guys have always said, right? So they've only played seven games. We've got 10 more to go. Um, and, and so I'm kind of curious your thoughts around the league because the AFC kind of generally seems like a, a a hot mess right now. Like there's really nobody that has really separated themselves so far. Um, so in terms of the AFC, like who do you, who are you buying in terms of being legitimate contenders right now? Um, in the AFC, um, my Charger fans are going to hate me, but you know, Oakland looks good because they got a bunch of good tools over there. I don't know about contender, but I think they look good. Obviously Buffalo because they have, um, the weapons, right? Uh, Buffalo, great quarterback receivers are good. Can run the ball well. Um, a team that just lost the other day, who I like watching, is uh, Indianapolis. They, they 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 look good over there. And then you know you have to think about the Ravens because you know Lamar Jackson just does it all. He's so dynamic. You just put him in a position to win. So if you got you know a game on the line and you got to win one game, I mean he's the kind of guy that you want the ball in his hand, um, and he that he can do something with, right? So I mean it's uh it's still it's still pretty tight right now. But so mm-hmm. only time would tell. It's just such a long season that things can go left or right <laughs> real fast. Yeah, absolutely. And we just saw, you know, the Titans lose Derrick Henry. So, you know, we're who knows how that's kind of going to derail or not derail what the Titans are doing right now. Um, I'm curious to get your thoughts just kind of on one particular issue with the Chargers that we've seen is that, um, you know, Joey Bosa as a pass rusher is getting double teamed, getting shipped um, pretty much on like every play, it seems like from a fan perspective. As, as a pass rusher, you know, you were an elite pass rusher in your day. Of course, you had played along some uh, great ones as well. When you are getting double teamed and chipped at the rate that Joey Bosa is, like, how, how do you go about counteracting that as a pass rusher and really what goes into making sure that you're still able to produce at a high level in those situations? Well, when you're the man, you're going to get double teamed and chip, right? All the great pass rushers, all the great, all the great pass rushers get double teamed and chip. So you just got to keep at it. You know, sacks come in bunches, but then also, you know, you need another kind of right hand man that's out there causing some havoc as well too, so it can free you up a little bit. Uh, I fortunately had the pleasure of having Sean and other guys like that around. So you know, it was pick your poison. So. 
maybe it's just a fact of he needs, you know, another guy that can, you know, take some of the, the, the pressure off of him. But no matter what, he's still going to, even if he get another stud, they're still going to slide the protection his way. Mm-hmm. They're still going to double team him. I mean, that's the price you pay when you're the man. So, you know, he's a, he's a, a very talented young player and he's going to get double team, but you just keep working. We've, we've all seen, you know, guys like Reggie White, you know, beat a double team for a sack or, you know, Aaron Donald beat a double team for a sack. And I'm sure uh, Joey has done it in his, in, in his past as well. So it's just kind of, you know, sticking to your fundamentals and staying after it. And that's, and I'm sure he'll do that. And that, that's what you got to do. Just continue to stay after it. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great call. I think, you know, there were a lot of people that wanted the Chargers to go after a trade today and you know potentially get him some more help. But, um, you know, I, I still think, you know, Brandon Staley, one of the things that he does really great for his players is get them into one on one situations. So uh, hopefully that is is, you know, coming around the, you know, in a more effective way. And so I'm curious to get your thoughts, too, because you played in a three four front uh, with the Chargers. And I think you did so in Denver, right? Uh, Denver was kind of like a little bit of a hybrid, but you know, it was a, it was, it was more of a four three. Okay. So we, we of course saw, you know, the Seattle defensive effect around the league for a while. And, you know, the four three was uh, becoming a standard. Now it's kind of swinging back the other way towards, you know, getting in these three, four situations. Obviously the nickel defense is, is really, you know, kind of become the primary defense as well, but what does playing in those different kind of fronts do for you as a pass rusher? Um, because I think all of us fans, like we see, you know, three, four, four, three, whatever the case may be, but from your standpoint as a player, what really is, is kind of the advantages of playing in a three, four or four, three? Well, my advantages, I would say of playing in three, four is that you get a, a, a extra athlete on the field, right? Cause with a four, three, you got two D linemen, two D tackles and, you know, those two, two D ends. Um, so now you get, you know, you got, now you got two D tackles or T two D ends and one nose tackle, but now you get a, you know, two stand up linebackers on the outside. So that's how I look at it is you just have a, 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 another, another highly skilled athlete on the field, but I mean, it's six in one hand, half dozen in the other. Cause you could do the same thing with a four, three, all you gotta do is stand the guy up. Right. So it's still kind of almost the same, but. You know, I kind of like the flexibility of the three, four of having that extra athlete, especially with um, with the way teams pass the ball now. So having that extra athlete on the field usually gives you a leg up. But when you got these interior linemen like the Aaron Donalds of the world, then, you know, someone can argue against that. You know, it, it, it really doesn't really matter whether it's a three, four or four, three. It really comes down to the execution of the 11 men communicating with each other. So that that that's that's more in line than anything. So it's never really a bad call, whether you're three, four or four, three or even a bad defensive call. Right. It, it's it's up to the players to execute because anything can happen on any play. That's why it takes those 11 individuals being in sync at all times. Yeah, I think I think that's another really interesting point because you know obviously the the past couple of weeks there's been you know a, a lot of searching for who to blame with the Chargers' last two losses is is it a coaching issue is it a, is it a player issue and so I'm curious like when as a player right you know the Chargers have had a, a bunch of struggles with drops and they've had some struggles with some special teams and run defense when you're kind of struggling through the dog days of the season, like what is, what is the thought process in the locker room of how to get back on track? 
Well, it, it's it's uh it's simple. It's simple. You you get back to your fundamentals, right? Like football still comes down to running, catching, throwing, blocking, tackling, right? Like those are the the, the core principles and fundamentals of football. So that's what it comes down to. So you got to get back to your fundamentals. That that's what I did. Anytime I went through a little bit of a uh, I don't want to call it a slump, but where I felt like I wasn't making plays like I should have. Uh, I personally dug down myself and worked a little bit before practice, worked a little bit after practice, practice and controlled the things that I can control. And it starts with it starts with each individual man doing that. And by each individual man just getting, you know, just that one percent better, it helps the team collectively. And so that's kind of how it really has to be. Just go back to the drawing board. Do 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 what got you there. Um, and again, stick to your fundamentals, always work on your fundamentals. And, and whenever you get out of sorts, you work on your fundamentals, you have that to rely on and fall back on. Yeah, I, I love that. I think that is a great sentiment. Uh, I want to dive into a little bit of your uh, experience with the Chargers. Of course, I think um, obviously a lot of our listeners will remember you, but I, I, I'm curious because you, know, you had Sean, you had Stephen Cooper, you had Weddle, all these guys. And so I'm curious if like, you know, what kind of environment that defense was like, because to, to us, like all we see is the production. We see the fun, you know, we see the sack dances, but what was it really like playing with all those guys on defense back in the day? Well, it was, it, it was more of a, a tribute to our offense, right? Like we had a good offense then as well too. And so just being able to compete against our offense, and it was just friendly, healthy competition. And that friendly, healthy competition made us better. And we enjoy celebrating with each other. You know, that that's the mark of a team when you get excited for one of your teammates making a play. Yeah. That's the mark of a good team. And so that's what we try to do, you know, support each other, be the first one to clap and celebrate for your teammate. Um, and then it's also becomes competitive. Now you're like, well, everyone else is dancing. I need to make a play so I can dance too, you know, so <laughs> It was a, it was a, it was definitely a, a, a great group of guys. I mean, from Weddle to Cooper to Merriman, Jamal Williams. I mean, we had some players over there, and so I, uh, uh, Cromartie. You know, we had a ton of good players. So it was just really about celebrating with your teammates and enjoying the game and enjoying each other. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because obviously, you know, everybody knows Sean Merriman's lights out dance, but I mean, you had the bowling celebration too that I think goes a little under the radar. Uh, was there a story behind that celebration, and how did that come to be about? I personally think the bowling celebration was top ten all time. <laughs> Let's go! But it, it, it really it, it came from my, my grandmother was a big time bowler. Uh, she was a really really good competitive bowler bowler and played on the traveling team and all these good things. So it was just more of a tribute to her, and then it actually ended up being kind of cool. So it just stuck, right? So it started as a tribute, but then it obviously it, it stuck, and it was kind of like part of me. So. Uh, again, I still think it was top 10 all time. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, man. I, I would agree with that. We don't see a whole lot of sack dances these days. Uh, you know, I think Limbaugh has a really nice like home run swing that he did against Baltimore, Limbaugh Joseph. Mm -hmm. But we don't see a whole lot of sack dances these days. Yeah, I mean, I saw a couple people get hurt doing sack dances as well, too. So, I mean, <laughs> you also got to act like you've been there before. I mean, there's so many other celebrations going on that it probably minimized the sack dance. Now you can get an interception and you can run to the camera and take the whole team and pose for pictures. So it kind of minimized the sack dance probably. 
Yeah, I, I, the the celebration things, obviously, you know, the NFL allowed them to come back. And we've seen like the, the scoring touchdown dances have happened. Um, but defense is, defensively, it's the running to the camera or you get the taunting call now. I'm curious to get your thoughts on the taunting call uh, that has been installed by the NFL because obviously all the fans have been really hating on it. From a player perspective, uh, or former player perspective, what do you think about the NFL's emphasis on uh, eliminating, the, eliminating the trash talk is how they call it? Yeah, I mean, that's just hard to do. I mean, people are competitive, so, you know, it is what it is. They make the rules. You just follow them. You know, you don't. You get your fine. So I, I try not to even have a comment on it, right? They may fi- I'm not even playing anymore. They may find me on comment. On it, so. <laughs> Did you see uh, Joey Bosa had uh, some uh, colorful things to say about the refs after the Raiders game? Did you see how he how much he got fined for that? No, I didn't. How much was it? I think it was like close to twenty five thousand. Yeah, you see, so I, I like keeping my money. So I, <laughs> I, I, you know, I keep that comment to myself. I mean, that's kind of, you know, that's kind of that's kind of how it is. You understand, but you know, it's not really the refs can uh, be a bit of a trouble sometimes. But you know, it's a necessary evil. You know, because when they go the other way. You don't see nobody complain about it. So if, if if all the calls went the other way, you don't see nobody like, oh, you know, <laughs> uh, complaining about the other team. I mean, complaining about the call going your way, right? So, you know, you just got just go out and play football. You know, I'm sure his emotions got the best of him because that's what happens, right? He, he he's an emotional uh, creature. We all are emotional creatures, and I know he's leaving it all on the field. So if something don't go your way, you know, you you, you feel you need to say something, but. You know, he'll he'll live and he learn. I mean, that $25,000 fine will definitely, uh, you know, put a little bit of a muzzle on, on him, <laughs> a little bit of a muzzle on him. I love that. I love that. And he should um, be able to do his mind, right? You know, he's passionate. Right. So sometimes you just can't control it. And just what it is, man. Be able to see what the point and say something. Yeah, absolutely. I think we might be losing you for a second. Oh, there we go. Not a bit. Can you hear me okay? It's kind of echoing. I'm not. It's like muffling echoing. Saying I'm good on my end. All right. Well, uh, Sean, this has been great, man. Really uh, can't thank you enough for your time today. Um, We got to get you out to SoFi, man. Have you been out to a game yet? Yep. Anytime. Just let me know. Thank you. All right, man. We'll talk to you later. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.